You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat the, eat all the leftover leftover chocolate chips which was a lot then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill and then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down and we've also had an amazing guest like mike the miz jason isbell carrie brownstein and corin tucker of slater kinney and many more and you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like (laughs) change.dork change.dork and congratulations you played yourself Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba, and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals, and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments, and the affairs, the flings, the flirting, and the fighting. Listen to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've talked about stealing angels. And oh yeah, the amazing race and how that's like literally on my bucket list and has been for kind of eternity. You I was can just obsessed with that show. What do you love about it? Well, I like that it's kind of it's twofold, right? Like you have to be like able to do these challenges that are like physical, like okay, get to it. But then you also have to like do puzzly things. Mm. That's why I was I was telling Caroline that I think my husband and I would be good at it that's I know. bold that's, that's, that's a bold, a bold, I know. bold statement right there hannah it's gonna test the your only marriage reason is <laughs> because he is super super like logic pragmatic like what is like the best he's slow moving methodical and but i'm really good at like quick impulsive things okay so like i think that 
like I'm like oh if you need a quick answer or like okay you have to do this challenge and it's got to be done in this little amount of time like I feel like I would be like okay this is this is for me and then he would be like when there's puzzles or like things you've got to whenever they do the um um riddles or like oh you've got to that's your husband yeah like I feel like he could get from point a to point b really quickly that was me and And I would be like um uh (laughs) that was how Jen and I were I actually said she's the brains and I'm the brawn yeah like I called her my damsel in distress because like I would like one time we were in Switzerland rolling down a snowy yeah mountain with sleds trying to get these 50 pound wheels of cheese on them and then lift them up into a barn yeah and Jen was just like falling down the hill and I was like listen I'll get you my damsel (laughs) I'll save your cheese if you I got you I got you let me lift this 50 pound cheese over my head really fast and I'll throw you over my shoulder too and but she was the brains she would figure yeah. out all the puzzles and yeah. and obviously we both did both. Right, right. I was I hate, when I, I actually almost lost the whole race for us because we came back for All Stars the second leg of the race. We were in China, and I had to put together a very elaborate car for like a okay child to drive. Okay, like you have to put the whole wiring yeah. together okay. and all the screws. Can you imagine? No. Do you assemble? No, I do and not I, see, assemble. That's where, that's where like. It would be because he's so like pragmatic and practical. I feel like he would be able to be like, okay, what's the simplest way? And I would be like still trying to put the wires together. I would before just be, I could build the whole thing. My brain just froze yeah. because all of a sudden <laughs> there's like so many things you have to do. Yeah. And trying to like put them in order. And like, I'm a list maker. That's the only, the only, only way things get accomplished is if they're in my calendar or notes section yesterday you forget about them or what oh yeah oh yeah yesterday there was there was like a little ping going off in my brain like when I woke up I was like I have something today but I don't see anything in my calendar nothing's in my calendar but I feel it but I, I feel it in my bones I feel it's it there. And literally my publicist texted me at like 9 a.m and was like hey um don't forget about this interview you have at one I was like ah I knew I knew I had something <laughs> but like no other details yeah yeah I know if it's Must not be written down same what uh what are you on the Enneagram two wing three okay so you're like yeah. a helper but you get it done yeah that's okay. right but it's to me I, I always say it's like fastest way to the top too though it's none of the one there's no perfectionist, there's no perfectionist going on mm-hmm. which is why like Certain skill sets just escape me, you know? That's okay. Nobody gets a full deck. That's right. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? It's the truth. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We Absolutely. just, we work on our little things as we go. You're just you going to hone in what you're good at and then you got to figure out how to outsource That's the other right. stuff. Amen, <laughs> sister. So then you can work smarter, not harder. Amen. Right? See, this is it. But you just got to dial in that first one. Oh, yeah. And get it going. Uh-huh. So then you can outsource. Exactly. Exactly. How, how'd you know you love music and singing and all that? You grew up with beauty queens all around you. That's and you right. said, no way. That's right. You're like, I'm out. No, <laughs> no beauty crown for me. Although you could totally be the beauty queen. You know, I did one. They won't. Mm. They don't like you when you call it a pageant. But there's this thing in kentucky called junior miss and, it's oh, and like you're from kentucky program. Yes. also which is hardcore oh yeah pageant. oh yeah like it's pageant queen like like people are breeding prepped. ground yeah you're bred oh yeah <laughs> like literally this is so funny but people will ask me sometimes um have i had press training down here you're like no but i've had pageant training uh-huh and i'm like no but my parents did make me go take interview training when i was in like middle school and high school because you know you were getting ready. Yeah, they were like, just making sure, just in case you decide you want to do this. We want you to be really ready. And now here we are. I use it all the <laughs> I use that skill set all the time. What do you learn in pageant training? Um, 
you know what I would say and how do you do it it's mainly it's mainly like how to present yourself okay which is what's really great I mean I think it's the interview skills like just being able to talk to people and take a question if maybe you don't oh I'm giving the secrets away now but like maybe you don't know the answer and so you just I always will have like little um things in my mind that I know I want to say and you just figure out how to work them in. Mm-hmm. So you just like yeah. keep, you work around it to where you get to the points you want to make. So like anyone can ask you anything and you have like a wheel of things you want to talk about and you just figure out how to zigzag back to it. Basically. Yeah. If I'm good at anything in this life, it is talking, unfortunately. So you like to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one's ever said, man, I really wish Hannah would talk more. I don't think that's ever happened. OK, so you have a very happy disposition. Are oh, you always you. happy? I would say most of the time. How do you stay happy, especially when the world is so heavy? Um, A, there's my husband who like enjoys the heaviness. And I'm like, good, you carry all of that. He tell me that. Tell me important things that I really need to know. But about. you don't cloud your brain with all of it. There's uh-uh. too much. Mm-mm. And then it's like it, you get in the weeds. You oh, know, you I, can get really yes. in the weeds about like what's going on in the world. And I think it's good to like have a knowledge. Like don't like totally live under a rock. But also... I kind of subscribe to the like my community mentality, like what affects me and my immediate community and around me. make sure you're me. watering that. That's it. And, and that everybody means, waters their own community, then we can have health. See, it's just, and it's like, yes, I know that sounds like very world PC, but like literally like pour into the community around you and then they'll pour into whatever their community is. And then it just kind of spreads from there. And I think that helps. And also I'm a Christian and like we start every morning reading our you bible mm-hmm, with our with our coffee in the morning that's like our and yeah, so i've done that for a long time mm-hmm. like so years yeah so we back in 2020 we started the whole read straight through the bible journey and i've started it a million times and like somewhere in like leviticus and numbers i'm like this is boring and kind of falling off but doing it together just pieces at a time it literally took us like two and a half years but do you have a favorite part of the bible Oh, man. You know, this is so random and people are gonna be like, what in the heck? Um, But the book of Judges is like, I love Game of Thrones. It's kind of, (laughs) well, only because of the stories. Like the stories are wild. Like what goes down? Um, like really weird stuff. Give me a little example. Okay, this is terrible because this is the one that came to my brain. People are gonna, I hope this isn't like go against, you know, make people be like, what? Um, But there's this story and in Judges, backstory it's like there's it's this time where like um israel didn't have a king or whatever and so they had these like judges that would rule for like x amount of time and then they would totally screw it up and they'd get replaced right um but one of the guys he made he was like about to go fight a battle i'm botching this story so please n- no bible this nerds is the come hannah ellis cliff notes yeah judges um but this is just a story that i just thought was like what the heck and basically he um he made this like deal with God and kind of was like, Oh, if you'll like help me win this battle, the first person that comes out to greet me, I'll like sacrifice. And it was kind of like, Whoa, what? this yeah. is like Hunger Games. It, it is. I'm telling you, it's so Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. people, I like have this thing where I'm like, I want somebody to make a Game of Thrones version of the Bible. It sounds sacrilegious, but it would be crazy. The show would be crazy. Yeah. Um, but basically, and so then the first person to come out of camp after he wins this battle is his daughter. And it was kind of this whole lesson in God being like, yeah, you don't like make deals. Don't promise things that you don't 
know like you don't know what you're saying like yeah the powers that be are so much higher than you and it was this like bizarro story i don't know go read but also like that's so true because it's like your people this is human nature everyone's That's cool right. for everything to yeah. happen and you you're you know you're like an arm's length away from everything That's but right. then when it's your own life it That's feels right. a little different exactly but i don't know it's just like a bizarro book that i think is like would be a great movie yeah oh yeah it's <laughs> because it has all those little like weird nuanced stories i don't know i think it's crazy but, so how does god play part of your life like because you're so hot and so beautiful like <laughs> You have so many, you, like I said, no one gets a full deck, but you got a pretty stacked deck. Oh, thank you. Like, you're coming in like with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of good cards to play. So how does God work into that? Like, how do you keep him in all this, especially in the entertainment industry, especially in like people oh, having man. eyes on you, like being pressured, being sexy and yeah. you know, all that. Like I there's think, just a lot of pressure. I think, like I said, we start, we try to start the day with that because it's really grounding Cause then you, you go into the rest of the day kind of with the mentality of like this stuff matters, but not as much as we, cause I am definitely like one that can get caught up in how much my job matters because it's a 24 seven job. You know, this like mm -hmm. music is not something that you can just like put down at 5 PM. It, it's, it's 24 seven. And I think doing that morning kind of having, I don't want to call it a ritual, but like that kind of grounding moment every morning is like perspective and and that kind of keeps you you know between the lines um I mean definitely I think you have challenges when you get worn down when you're like out on the road a lot and like around lots of different people I think you can like but for me I've always like felt it like that sounds silly but like when I when I feel like I haven't been like checked in or plugged in to to Christ in a while I can like feel because mm -hmm. I do start to get really heavy and I'm like I do have a a little bit of a predisposition towards being anxiety ridden that, that you mentioned my Enneagram earlier being a two wing three. It is the most people pleasy oh, yeah. two numbers. So much less them together. Well, you need on to, you gotta the be Enneagram. the best and you need people to like know it. Yeah. And, and so it's like this weird thing where you're like, I'm going to serve you and I need your affirmation but constantly. Need... So, but I'm going to like chameleon my way into making you love me. And like, mm. so that can like be a lot of heaviness as an artist. Cause you're already like, even when you're yourself, you're kind of playing the character, but the character is like, whatever you think the best version of you is. You're like telling, you're like speaking to me. Do you know that like, <laughs> so I'm turning 40 this year. Yeah, you are. I had a breakdown. Like when I oh. was, I'm not saying you're going to have a breakdown because hey, you're you know aware what? of this. I did not know I was doing this, but like I was playing all these different roles. Yeah. Like I, I, I cut my hair. I dyed it brown. I stopped getting Botox. <laughs> I took off my eyelashes. I literally like stripped Unpacked. off yeah. everything that I had put on because I'm like, who the heck am I? And who am I doing all this yeah. for? And what do I actually like? Yeah. You know, because yeah. I didn't know because I'd been chasing these dreams for so long. And you kind of like you get start to more start to become like you drink your own Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like the stuff that you're telling everyone you are and the things you want them to think about you. Like, yes, there's a balance of, of believing that like you have to believe in yourself first and all that. But like definitely if you start drinking your own Kool-Aid, I think you can get it can get a little sideways, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. you lose touch with. And then you kind of feel like lost and overwhelmed and anxiety. And like, I needed to get back to the root of like, why am I doing this? Oh, that's it. And like, I think that is like, an, just to your God piece, it's like, I think. What is my higher calling with that's this? That's it. That's it. And like, for me, I will say that's where my Enneagram is helpful is 
the two, it's like what we love is community. Mm. And so for me, I, I will always go back to like, if I need like, whoa, what are we doing here? Is this just all self-serving? Um, it's that I believe that I'm doing music to create community, whether it's, whether it's in that moment at a show, I'm creating community of like, Hey, we have this Friday night that like you guys have been like working hard all week and like you spent your money to be here. And I want to create a communal moment that you can like rest in. Or if it's more than that, where it's like people that are Hannah Ellis fans, where they feel like how I did with Taylor Swift when she first came out, where I'm like, Oh, I can relate to this. And that gives me a little bit of solace. Comfort. Exactly. To know that you're not alone. Yeah. And so I think I just constantly try to like bring everybody in. Yeah. And pull myself back into that line of thinking. And it really helps like the balance, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I've really come to the conclusion that like I I hired a life coach last year. I've gone hard. Like I literally I've been in therapy forever. I've done so much because I'm like, what is going on here? I am so for therapy. I'm such an advocate for it. I think it's like life-changing and I think sometimes there's this like oh if you haven't been through trauma you don't need it and I'm like guys life is everyone's trauma. been through trauma life is trauma life is <laughs> like, trauma this place is traumatizing it like, is very trauma <laughs> it is very traumatic to be a human right so like <laughs> just like go have a little chat you yeah know? and just don't try to stuff it and bury it yeah but I finally have realized like even with this podcast and like doing music and being on the amazing race and hosting and constantly putting myself out there in front of people I'm yeah. like why am I doing this like what am I needing? And I'm finally realizing it's sort of like what you're saying. I know my gift is to share people's stories. And I finally figured that out through my oh, past of like, that. you know, going That's right. through all these careers. But it's like, I want to share people's stories and their highest calling and how they got there. So then that can be a higher message, you know, yeah. like it's something I love to do is talk and share and entertain. But yeah. like, I want that message to get out there and ripple affect others so they know they can live their highest calling. Yeah. So wait, what's your Enneagram? I'm a four. We just live in the drain. Yeah, that's tough. Well, it's it's tough to be a four. It is. It's a lot of emotions and like you guys, but you're so creative, which, you know, just your house alone should have clued me in to your fourness, honestly. Like what does our house make you feel? Oh, I think it definitely just exudes creativity for sure. Like you can feel that and thoughtfulness. Thank I think you. there's thoughtfulness in like each and every like space, like each room is unique and, and yet it all flows together, which is very four-ish. I mean, like when you guys write songs, I think it's like, there's like all these gems of incredible lines and then somehow it just all <laughs> melds together. Yeah. I'm a big fan of fours. Have a lot of them in my life. You do. Oh yeah. So you, but I think that's Nashville. Yeah. I think there's a lot of those like floating around in town, you know, like and then my little sister is one and like, she's our okay. little creative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The Enneagram's wild. It's oh my changed gosh. my life learning it. Changed my life. And how to interact and love people. Oh my gosh. It changed my marriage. I mean, Nick and I weren't married he? when I he's a five. What is I don't know much about five. Because there's not very many of them. <laughs> they are all brain. Like they're literally called the the thinker but he's a or the investigator. He is. I this has been a battle, but I feel like I finally won that he's a five with a four wing. Mm. Because he's like, Yeah, but I'm not emotional. I'm like, Yeah, but have you heard your songs? <laughs> Right. Maybe that's where he gets it out. Yeah. And that's literally what I told him. I was like, so um, deep cut here. The um, I was like listening to a podcast. Can't remember which one about Enneagrams. And do you remember the band um, Jars of Clay? Yes. Okay. Like, I think the lead singer of that band was a five with a four wing. And I literally was like, yes, this is what this is my husband. I've, I've figured it out because there's that there's that creative side and like it's almost like that's where he feels comfortable 
feeling and giving because it's a little bit protected that's right it's not you don't have to actually feel it in the body that's right you can get it out of the body into the song and then feel it in the song exactly but the enneagram was so like life-changing for me because Mm. for like i said earlier with my personality it's very like um self-involved i don't know um so it's like i would think every action he was doing was in reaction to me or Mm. because of me or directed at me and like when I read in in this book about the fact that like a five doesn't, they don't want individual time. They, they require it. It is absolutely draining for them to just be around. And I'm kind of like a, I could breathe your air all the time. Girly. Okay. Like you don't need space. No, you don't oh need personal God, space. No. Like, would you have three sisters? So I have an older sister, a younger sister, a little brother, and then a little, little sister. So you've so never I've, probably had alone time. Oh no. Have you always yeah. shared a room? Yeah, so, so like you're growing not used up, to being once alone. my older sister got her own room, it was a very short amount of time before my little sister was like, can I sleep with you? And then I was like, that was my life. And you just loved it. That's right. I was like, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, at my cup gets filled by people mm. and his cup gets filled by not people. Mm-hmm. But like, it just totally helped me understand. That's a good balance though, because. It is. And it's actually good for me to uh-huh. have some like self-reflective time and I've and he's helped me learn that and we've like rubbed off on each other in in like the right ways and tried to like not change each other but like we've definitely softened and sharpened you know that's what they say I don't know if it's like a soulmate or a marriage but like a marriage is not necessarily going to be like all romance and butterflies it's going to bring out the best in you which is oftentimes really hard work and revelations yeah but that's a good marriage if you both can do that and rise up to them you know absolutely my therapist years and years ago said something to me and I loved this I just loved this she's like I don't know if I totally believe in the word soulmate but if we're going with that word I was like yes I'm with you she's like I think that your soulmate would be the person that needles in you the things you're least likely to change because it's the only person you'd be willing to at least address them for Mm -hmm. and I was like oh oh girl come on like what a truth what a Mm. truth like because he's never asked me to be anything different but like he's inspired me yeah. to maybe work on some of those things. That's good. You know? That's really good. But. And appreciating each one for your personality and you know how you refuel. Absolutely. Like understanding that. Yeah. And like appreciating that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about balance. So y'all were neighbors? We were neighbors. And we you weren't in love the in the beginning. No. So we met um, at a party like real quick into me living in Nashville. Like, How old are you? 32. Thirty, terrific. Oh, you love that. I know. Yeah. You know what's funny is like twenty eight. I was terrified when I turned thirty. I was like shouting it from the rooftops. Thirties are good. the best. Thirties are the best. Why do you like thirties? And then let's get back to how you met yes. Nick. Um, I love my thirties because I feel like I know myself more than I ever have, and also like I feel like a completely different level of confidence, like and, what, and just self assuredness. Just like I feel like kind of what I mentioned about like checking in with people. Am I, am I what you're looking for? Am I what you need? Am I, can I, am I serving you correctly? Like, I think I'm, I just like am more myself and I'm comfortable in that. Like if they don't like it, then that's, then it's just not for them. Totally. And like, that is huge. How'd you for get me. that revelation? Cause that's a big one. You know, I think time, I think time. And I think honestly, Nick is like, he's a very self assured person. Um, and I'll tell a, a quick story and then we'll go back to Nick. But this kind of segues there anyways. I was going to play. I was about to play a show um, 
like a writer's round kind of thing. And this was like years ago, um, like four or five years ago, probably more than that. Cause math is hard, but whatever. <laughs> um, and he, he said to me, he's like, Hey, um, will you do me a favor tonight on stage? And I was like, yeah, sure. I think it was literally my first like girls of Nashville show. And he was like, don't compliment anyone while you're on stage. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you are really dramatic. And he's like, no, just like, I'm not saying you can't clap for people. I'm just saying, try to like, not act like you don't need to act like everyone up. Like you're so lucky to be up there. And like, everyone is, everyone is so much better than you. And he's like, I know you're doing it because you love to pump people up. But like, I'm challenging you tonight to say, don't, don't do it. Just don't, you don't need to. They know they're not. Not like not that it's like oh I get they need to compliment you back, but and I was like, like I'm so thankful you're here to be in my pre- I get to, to be in your presence. I just am like, so lucky to be up here with you guys. That kind of thing. But it's like no, you deserve to be up there because you're y'all are equally yoked, exactly. matched, and on the same caliber. So I was like, fine, I'm gonna do this, and everyone's gonna think I'm the B word. So I'm just gonna prove a point. And I was quickly proven wrong after the show. The amount of people that came up to me and were like. That was like the best show I've ever seen you play. Oh my God, you just look so confident up there. Oh my, like it was purely complimentary. And like, it was like a huge aha moment for me to go. Holding you confidence. Don't, yeah, you don't have to make yourself less to build other people up. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> say it again, say it again bite. for the people in the back. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all, and for millions of Americans, there is no greater unknown than what to do when faced with an Alzheimer's diagnosis. My name is Dana Torito, and my podcast, The Memory Whisperer, takes a closer look at Alzheimer's disease and those affected by it. Like many of you, I've experienced the disease firsthand. I've been an advocate and care partner for decades and have written extensively about the subject. Each week, I'll talk to people who've been personally affected by the disease and learn how they coped with it. Folks like TV personality Lisa Gibbons. Action is the antidote for fear. And nurse and dementia researcher Dr. Fayron Epps. We no longer can be silent. We have to speak up. We have to share our experiences so we can help each other and learn from each other. Listen to The Memory Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 
What does optimism look like? I'm on a quest to find the people who inspire us to dream more and do more. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. I talk to all sorts of people, from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to a hairdresser on Instagram who gives out free haircuts to the homeless, from the CEOs of the world's largest companies to the comedy writer who visited the wreckage of the Titanic. I love talking to leaders, artists, authors, and eccentrics about life, leadership, purpose, mental fitness, human skills, high performance, and other curious things. It leaves me feeling wiser, more inspired, and, well, more optimistic. Because after all, this is a bit of optimism. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look for it. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't. You don't have to make yourself less to build other people up. And I feel like a lot of women struggle with that. Yes. I have I think struggled with that forever. Across the board. But man, that, I think that's something that in my 30s, I finally like accepted that. You can be full. That's right. And like, honestly, it it inspires other people because you're not being mean to them. You're you just know. being your best version of Come yourself, on. which is what they need to do as well. Exactly. I just interviewed Abby Anderson. Oh, love. And she kind of went through the same revelation too. Like yeah. she was like starving herself and had oh, like yeah. a lot of struggles with yeah. eating and image issues as it is easy to do yeah. when you get in this industry. That's right. And she si- finally decided she was going to let herself be full and take yeah. up space. And then she looks so hot. And then she looks so hot. The music she made is so good. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my god. You can just God. tell. You can just tell when you're around her, her yes. vibe, yeah. But it's so the good. same thing, allowing yourself to be your full self, not right. shrinking down, not trying to make sure that you're, you know, not ruffling yeah. someone's That's feathers right. near you. That's right. That's like right. Like reading the energy, right? I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I can walk into a room, I can read the whole room. Yes. I can tell you, you exactly. You sure you're not a 2? You're giving a lot of 2 energy right now. <laughs> I will say 4s <laughs> are they give some 2 energy, you know, when they're being healthier, so, you know. Well, I'm always so worried that people aren't going to like me and that it's my mm-hmm. job to make sure they do so I can like check in with their vibe, yeah, figure right. out what they need yeah, and then I can like, just spit it back that. to them. <laughs> but it's manipulation Yeah, right. at the end of the day. It's so true. Oh, it's I know. life, man. Okay, I'm going back to the next story. Oh, please so circle back. I will we, divert. We um, met at this like party that my next door neighbor was having and my next door neighbor, he's like still one of our good friends. Um, but he was like hyping up this guy like, oh my God, I just saw this guy play some music. He's amazing, la la So like, I'm new to Nashville. I don't know. I don't know if all these people are like famous and I'm just out of the loop or like what the deal is. So the first night I meet Nick, he's very stoic. He's very kind of, like I said, he's a thinker. So he comes into the room and it, and where I come in like hot, I'm like, what's up world? He's kind of like, let me assess this place. Let me see what's up. So when I first met him, it was like, our mutual neighbor was like, Hey, this is Hannah, this is Nick, whatever. And I was like, hi, it's nice to meet you. And he was like, nice to meet you. And then he just kind of like went on and I was like, like, hello, you were, that was your falling in love. (laughs) And I was like, this guy thinks he's like it. I'm good. Thank you. And like, it was just this total, but then on the flip side, he sees me, I came in to the party with like two other dudes and I'm like huge and loud and boisterous and like 23 at the time. And he was like, that girl's a lot. Like, so it just was not, it was like not a like ah oh, sparks fly moment. Um, Y'all just didn't feel like an energy match at that time. No, right, right, yeah, exactly. And so, but then we like got to know each other as being neighbors, and then we became like super best friends, and were that for like a year until 
basically everyone in our life was like, this is ridiculous. Like, can you guys please just say you're in a relationship? So you never kissed or anything? Well, we okay casually. But that was like still like six or so months in. And it was just when you're like 23 and 24, it's like, yeah, I don't know. You're like, I don't know. We kiss people and that's like not that big of a deal. And they're my neighbor and that's okay. And then it, <laughs> it kind of was like, all right, but we're not kissing other people. Wait, how'd y'all have that first we're just friends, but let's kiss moment? Um, he, So I, okay, this is like super funny actually. So his we lived in loft apartments. So like the big one room situation, right? So he's across the hall, but the way his setup was, um, my husband and his best friends were homeschooled. So like, I want to start there, love the homeschoolers, but this is, that's just a little You're joke. Raised at, differently. That's a little joke at them. Um, but they had, it was two grown men that had, it was like a dorm room, two beds. So like it made it very like, Oh, nothing weird is going to happen. So like I would go over and watch movies and I'd like fall asleep over there. Or something because it's across the hall and it's like two dudes and like they're, you're not going to do anything weird. Mm-hmm. So it's like a dorm room. But then his neighbor was or his his best friend was out of town one weekend. And I feel like it had been like this had been like going on like, oh, I'll stay over casually here and there. Like, but it was like it had been developing, you know, and then his, his roommate was out of town one weekend and we were watching a movie and then it was like, I could just make out. That could be a cool thing to test out. How was it? Great. Great. honestly yeah Great. but it was like again, it wasn't like a weird transition from friends to like well because it was still like it just like happened and then we kind of were just like oh yeah that's like what young people do in this season like it's not a big deal but that w- i was totally lying because you were already now hooked oh yeah i was like totally like into him my poor friends my god they had to put up with so much the so funny fact um so laney wilson was like one of our really early friends um, in Nashville and the other day when we ran into her so she walked that whole journey with me of like being on the back end of like the Nick stuff and like having to hear me talk about him and then telling him no I'm totally cool with being just friends totally and she was like okay and the other day we ran into her post ACMs and we were chatting and she was like and the first thing she said we were cracking up she said I still can't believe y'all are married <laughs> I was like, I know. Can you believe that? Like, it really did work out like, like that. That doesn't always. That usually actually no, doesn't happen, right? So it was just like really funny, and we all like cracked up. We were like, "Gosh, life is wild." It's so weird and wild, and like Lainey, the fact that y'all came to Nashville together. What's yeah. it like to like be blowing up yourself, having the number one most added song at radio right, right now, to have your friends like winning album of the year, Lainey? So insane! Like literally, I like sent her a picture of me because I'm the drama when um I guess it would have been not this round of uh, ACM stuff but the one before when she first won like female of me just like bawling and I was like this is my literal face right now because I wasn't there I was like on, on radio tour or whatever and it's just so cool because you see somebody like really really grind it out and like not get their credit and then when you see it happening it's like and yeah like you come up together like we became friends because we were wearing the exact same boots when we met like you know those like god awful remember those fringe like when cowboy boots it was like all about having like a lot of fringe all over them remember that oh, early yeah, 2000s yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. a good time yeah mm-hmm. no oh, okay yeah we were wearing the exact same pair and we're like oh my god i think <laughs> we're a friends. great style yeah <laughs> aka we didn't and but you it, did but we survived okay you did, we you came did. out on the other side of we're good oh my god how do you so is there like a group of y'all because you do women of country 
like right like your wine wine of country what is that thing in your wine country there's like yes. a whole moment oh, of women yeah. yeah no that was just like me like hitting up the ladies being like you're saying hey, like okay yeah do a little cheers with me and it's just cool because i mean I feel like she loved to gather people yes, together. Yes, exactly. And so I do a Valentine's Day party every every year. And I started that like I've done it for seven years. Like I started like way, way long time ago. So it's fun to just see it evolve. But like I've just always tried to be very communal with within Nashville and to kind of I'm, I'm like obsessed with this idea of like oh I should invite so and so and so and so because I feel like they would really get along and I've like successfully created friendships before and those are just like little selfish moments for myself you're a connector like, ah. you know but yes. but yeah it's just fun to kind of bring everybody together um and obviously if we can include wine in that so you love wine love like you love wine like she loves it like what what does that mean to you what is like loving wine mean? you know I think it's it's like what it's does a, wine mean it's to more you? than a it's more than a hot like it's more than just drinking like it's to me it's like a hobby because it's so interesting how nuanced it is i mean think about this you could you could open a different bottle of wine every day for the rest of your life and you aren't even going to get close to trying all of the different wineries vineyards styles that are out there so you love the adventure of it. I think it's so the fun taste, like learning the taste i'm a huge foodie and so it kind of what do you like to eat food everything honestly like, like all the food yeah there's the only food i don't like truly is olives i, love I know my husband loves them too I, it took me a while my martini journey took me a while but we got there because i can't do olives so i was like how do you be a cool girl with a martini and not do olives right okay. but i figured it out it's what? a gin martini with a twist oh okay. she's fancy <laughs> my best friend ordered it one time and i was like <gasps> that's it that's the one. That's it. Now I can be cool like all my cool friends. Mm -hmm. I'm but, glad you finally got there. That's right. But most of the time I'm drinking wine. Okay. Because that's easier. And, you know, I think that there's so many different journeys. Like you, you can go and you can try all this expensive wine and expensive wine is good. But there is inexpensive wine that's also good. And, yes. And we've just now started kind of digging into like old world wine. It's a totally different style. Do you do a wine series? Do you film yourself drinking wine? No, but should I? Yes. This is a good idea. You Yes. Why am I not doing this? Well, because you maybe needed me to tell you. I did. You got to do a wine tasting thing where yes. you try them all and tell them all. And maybe like your fines, your cheap fines. Wine Town Wednesday. Yes. You should. And this. you should show people your favorite wines. Yes, I like and this. And you can also sing your song, yeah. Wine Country. This is a great idea. Why am I not doing this? I am I so needed smart. to hang out with you yeah. and you tell me this. Just, you gotta let the vibes go. Fours. It's the fours. fours. The creatives. They Always. know what's up. Yeah, I mean, sort of. And then I just go <laughs> sit down and cry and hold my feelings. She's like, and then I have to deal with all that. So that's a good time later. But right now we're thriving. But this is a good idea. No, and you could this. also take it to like Costco and grocery stores and you can do your fines. Yes. Your wine fines. That's really fun. Because also... It, wine is huge for you. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I drink wine. You like love wine. Exactly. And the thing is too that's interesting is like... When people ask me like, so what's your go-to wine? I genuinely panic because that's like not really it. Like I'm constantly trying to, you need to make try new things. So, so you need to have, but I need what to you have need like to a rolling do, list. A rolling list and categorize it. Like these are my favorite rosés and these are yeah. my favorite price point here and here and here. You know, that's it. Because you're going to be so a good resource for people with wines. Okay. Low key. I will tell you. So you're building a wine. You're making a wine. Eventually we have that. That's, that's another thing. But we, uh, uh I'm. I love food, like I said. So what I've currently been working on in my spare time, which is, you know, not that much, um, is 
a, I'm calling it my taste of tour guide. So it's kind of like my take on a Michelin guide Mm. because I'm such a big foodie and I spend 90% of my time traveling. Um, And so I've like made it my mission to like find the best spots to eat everywhere I go, no matter where I'm at. Yes, yes, yes. To like really dig in and like Mm. find great places to eat. So I've like started and I'll have people, people that have followed me on Instagram for a while know that. So mm-hmm. like people will literally like slide in the DMs and be like, I'm going to Carmel by the Sea this weekend. Where should I go? And oh, I'm like, can I, I go you. with you to Carmel by the Sea, please, this weekend? It's so Sign me up. It's so beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Like, honestly, I, I call it the Nantucket of the West Coast. Oh, it's kind of kind of on par. Yeah, so good. It okay. is. But I'm like working on that. But That's great. I like this wine thing. I think that could be like you need to find a place for all these to live. Yeah. So I want to do I want to like once I build the the guide, I want it to like live as like I don't know if I want the whole thing on my website or to just be like your travel clickable. guide, your travel food guide. Uh huh. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that fun? I like that. So what are you doing all the time? You're traveling like 90% of the time. Like, and eating. Tell me what your <laughs> life is like. What are no. your days, weeks, months, years like? So it is definitely a lot of travel. So I feel like I've been Because on, you're on radio tour? Because you're touring? What are you doing? Yeah, I've been on basically a perpetual radio tour because uh-huh. I signed my record deal in March of 2020. With Curb. Yes, oh. with Curb. Curb, okay. But- in March of 2020. So like, Oh yeah. Perfect. There timing. was about, exactly. Mm-hmm. There was about two years of like, who can we visit? When can we visit? Can't see that person yet. Can't see that. So it's like, there's, I mean, we're like three years in and there's Did you still work people. The, have you been working the same music or is it the music evolved? It's been or? different. It's been okay. different. So like, you know, we, we came with a song in 2021 and we were like, Oh, okay. And we planned all these like smaller, but like very like smart events. And, and the song came out in like September and then I don't know if you remember this but like November the world shut back down yeah so like all of that got washed so it was like and that was your that, that was, was your like intro my, that was like my yeah so I met like oh yeah 10 people how did that's probably did it that was, feel kind of deflating oh yeah because you're like oh so then I mean it comes back to February and you're like yeah, well, we just sat on that for like four months. So it kind of just like, you know. Just couldn't like, get the momentum going because there was no momentum to get going. That's the right. world is shut down. There was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to play shows. And so it just, it was a really tough. And meanwhile, everything's changing yet. We don't really know it yet. Yeah. And the way music's getting out, it's changing. Every, the whole format that's right. is changing. Yeah. And like, you're constantly feeling like late to the party. But you don't know where the party is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're throwing the party without you. It's summer, but no one gave me the directions. Yes, literally. <laughs> but I know I'm supposed to be there. That's right. Right. And so, um, and so like, yeah, so it's just like we, and then we came back around and we released a song called country can. And like, we were like, Oh, this is, this is cool. And, and that was really when I started getting on the road to do radio tour. And then I wrote wine country and but I like friends like these too. Oh, I do too. Cause you got good friends. I do. And it's like one of my favorite live like songs like to play because the first time like the hook hits or the, like in the chorus, you just see all the girlies like, look at their friends and I'm like, yes, that's what I'm trying to do. But that's another thing I love is that you're promoting good girlfriendships. Oh know? yeah. And even like, um, wine country and wait, country can, where's the one where you pass the cup? That's wine country. And all your cute country friends, Martina McBride's in there. I was shooketh. I was like, I'm just gonna shoot my shot here. Just shoot your shot. How do you shoot your shot? How do you go get, a, get the confidence? You have to really believe in what you're doing. That's right. And so how she, do you, how do you pose this question to Martina? Hey, do you want to like grab a solo and take a know. sip for my video? Crazy. So, so I went on tour with her back in end of 2021. Cause so fun fact, we were literally, I was supposed to open for her the day the world shut down March 12th. 
You had a lot going on in oh, March girl. of 2020. She was thinking it was her time, but it's her time is now. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shifts. Yes. But um, I, I, get, I ended up getting to go back on tour with her um, end of 21. And she is just so inviting and so kind. And like, she was my number one. When I was growing up, like I sang Broken Wing from the time I was like 10 years old for every contest known to man. I sang her. I sang a Martina McBride song when I trot out for the voice. Like she's my girl. How was the voice? You know, it was good. I didn't get a chair turned, but it was kind of a perfect storm because while I was out there, I got offered a publishing deal. And like with the way the contracts work, if I'd made the show, I couldn't have done the deal. So it kind of was like. I was sad because obviously pride. Um, but also it's those things where you just, some of the best singers don't make it through. Oh yeah. Trent Harmon was on my season and didn't get a chair turn. And then literally the next season of American Idol, he won. Yeah. Exactly. So like, yeah, you never know. You never know. You know, yeah, never know. Um, what they're looking for timing. It's all crazy. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand what the big fat ones are you don't put those inside of you do you i mean you do this is a show about women okay so i just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch we are headed back now to european political systems class at baruch college Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all. And for millions of Americans, there is no greater unknown than what to do when faced with an Alzheimer's diagnosis. My name is Dana Torito, and my podcast, The Memory Whisperer, takes a closer look at Alzheimer's disease and those affected by it. Like many of you, I've experienced the disease firsthand. I've been an advocate and care partner for decades and have written extensively about the subject. Each week, I'll talk to people who've been personally affected by the disease and learn how they coped with it. Folks like TV personality Lisa Gibbons. Action is the antidote for fear. And nurse and dementia researcher Dr. Fayron Epps. We no longer can be silent. We have to speak up. We have to share our experiences so we can help each other and learn from each other. Listen to The Memory Whisper on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What does optimism look like? I'm on a quest to find the people who inspire us to dream more and do more. I'm Simon Sinek. And I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. I talk to all sorts of people, from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to a hairdresser on Instagram who gives out free haircuts to the homeless, from the CEOs of the world's largest companies to the comedy writer who visited the wreckage of the Titanic. I love talking to leaders, artists, authors, and eccentrics about life, leadership, purpose, mental fitness, human skills, high performance, and other curious things. 
It leaves me feeling wiser, more inspired, and, well, more optimistic. Because after all, this is a bit of optimism. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look for it. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so, um, but she's always since then, just like kind of like, she'll comment on my stuff here and there. And I'm like, and it, it never doesn't be like, there's Martina. Yeah, every time. And so as I was like kind of texting my girlfriends to do this Cheers video, I literally was like, I'm just gonna slot into the DMs and see what happens. And she was like, so oh like, my god, What did you say in the I DMs? Was like, I was like, hey, I'm doing this like really fun cheers with my girlfriends of country music as a way to kind of promote my song wine country it's just take a solo cup cheers it from one side of the screen drink it send it on and i had already gotten some of the videos from other girls Man, so being, i could send it being ballsy is really important you gotta know when to it's like you that's do like, know when to hold them know when to fold that's them, right. know when to walk away know when to run i mean knowing when to play your card that's right but you gotta have balls and she she literally hit me back and was like i would absolutely love to and i was like Mer! and so she did and i was like it was awesome. It was just really cool. Um, Cause yeah. And then I was like, I was like, Oh, here's my phone number. If you want to send it. <laughs> and she did. So I now have Martina McBride's phone number. I'm not going to use it, but, but it's nice to have, but I have it. In it's like a it. name in my phone that I'm like, that's sick. You might have something really awesome to text her. One that's day. right. That's right. Yes. So it was cool. It was really cool. That's awesome. What is it like having, well, when did you get this childhood dream? When did you get this dream? Oh my gosh. Was it childhood? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say the oldest videos that exist of me are of me singing. I could barely like speak words. And I was, my my mom and dad were wedding singers on the weekend. So they're both very musical and love singing. Oh, so like we grew up singing. Would now, you go to the weddings? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got to see my parents sing all the time, which was beautiful. But, and my ma- my mom was in a band in college. I literally have a record of my mom's band, like a vinyl, which is sick. She was in this like uh, I think it what was it called Koinonia was her band. Koinonia. Oh no, she was in two bands. Koinonia was the first one, and then it's some um, r- more religious term that I don't know. Okay, I don't know okay, what it means. okay. But um, the the other band was called Basic or Basics, which is funny because I'm so basic, but that's not. It wasn't the same. You're thing. You're not so basic. <laughs> you and Basic never in one million years would I put in the same sentence. Oh, thank you. I, well, I do like an Aperol spritz on the weekend, so you know is that, that basic? Me, it's pretty basic. <laughs> but but no so she had i have but i have her records like i have her old vinyl player and i have records that she sang on which is super cool but so i grew up singing forever every contest i could be in i was in and um you know being from kentucky it's not that far like the jump to nashville it's not like i'm in utah where it's like uh-huh. man really hard to get to so like um i i had a moment when I was like 13 where I was like, dad, I want to do this. And that was like, um, you know, Leanne rhymes was a couple years before that. And it was like, Oh, that's doable. And then my dad, which honestly, I was really glad that he kind of shut it down. He was like, yeah, but like, I just know that you're old enough to make a decision for your whole life. So like, let's like put a pin in it. And if you ever come back to it, cool. Let's preserve your childhood. Right. Exactly. While we can. And so he, um, so I kind of like, I wouldn't say I moved on from it. I was always still in contest singing, when I could and being as involved in that as possible. Um, and then this is my favorite, but I got really good at school pin. I got good at school. So like I had a full ride academic scholarship to college. I what was, were you good at? What were your subjects? I was just all of it. Are you yeah. really smart? 
yeah smart enough you know what i mean i'm good at i'm good at the school system so you can work the system yeah there you go <laughs> i'm i'm a pretty good test taker okay like and also do you have a good memory yeah but i'm really good at the like i have a like, almost photographic memory like oh that's like so when we're wonderful. doing the little memorized scripture part of our our bible time if i'm reading it i can do it i can like memorize it like that is such an asset oh gosh yeah i am the opposite i have a comes in goes out yeah comes in go, it's like it's, that it's way like an open it's, door if it's verbal okay. i can't at all if i read it okay that's why i go like that's why i think it's more like a photographic memory because if i read it i can do it like i would come up with when i would do tests it would be all these like ridiculous acronyms of ways that like okay this spells boat and like i know that i need to talk about the books and the ocean like i would like that's read how it i would that's in your how brain I would see it in my mind whenever the question would come up on the test i would see it as these little like da, 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 da. okay because i could see it on the page wow you know that's whatever great. school hey but well, you got a full <laughs> ride that's great that's right so i was really focused on school i mean music was still my passion but here's my favorite story okay let's hear um it. it was like march before i graduated high school and my little sister was like obsessed with hannah montana mm. so i took her to see the hannah montana movie cried the entire movie um, basically had this like come to Jesus epiphany and came home from the movie and was like, mom and dad, I'm supposed to be a singer. And they were like, mm, okay. Um, no, actually they were incredible. And my, my parents are divorced. They, they get along really well though. So my mom's like, let's call your dad. Cause I'm like bawling coming home. And she's, and so I call my dad and he's like, okay, um, I'll come over in the morning and we'll chat about this when you're like not having such a moment he's like but this is not like a sport notorious for this that you can like quit after one season like this is like this is a job and like this would be something that like you have to really be committed to because it's going to be a lot more money than a set of golf clubs you know um I was like no no no, I get it so he came over the next morning and I was I was like I want to move to Nashville I'm skipping college they were like hold on you have free college. Please go to college. Yeah. And, um, but they were like, but we're absolutely in to help you. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of did the thing back and forth from the university of Kentucky up in Lexington to Nashville. It's three hour drive. Okay. Again, so blessed that I just where I lived. Uh -huh. Um, and I would try to schedule my classes to where I could come down and try to write and learn. I got really involved at NSAI and just kind of started trying to meet people. And so I graduated as fast as possible. And, moved down here and kind of did the whole thing. When did you get your first big break? You know, I think it would probably be, I mean, I would consider getting my published deal, publishing deal the first break because those things are hard. Hard to get. You know, and I got that. Like I said, I got offered it in 2014 and then I signed my deal in 2015. And then from there I got some cuts with Russell Dickerson. <gasps> song? Um, I, I wrote a song for him called would you love me and then uh daniel bradbury i wrote messy for carly pierce i wrote lightning in a bottle so like i started kind of like <clears throat> getting some That's great yeah some album cuts and that was when i felt comfortable enough to go okay but really i'm an artist just to, uh -huh. that's like really what i want to do but once i got my publishing deal i wanted to show them like i can write songs i can like I can like get cuts and that was great to show like I'm actually a real songwriter. That's right. I'm a real artist. Yeah. And so I think it really, and, and through that whole season, I feel like I really found my voice and, and by voice, I mean like the way I say things, how I talk about things, what, what, what I talk what about. What is your voice? What would you say? Mm, I would say that it's, it's really just being relatable and talking like singing how I talk. 
like the way that I want to relate to people. I have a song that'll come out on my record called still. And it's, it's, um, it's about, I wrote it for one of my friends when she was like, trying, kept trying to go back to this guy. And I was like, yeah, he's just still the same guy. Like he hasn't, like he's changed, but like not really like, and, and I think that's my voice. My voice is like speaking not for other people, but like when people hear my music, I want them to be like, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Because that's how music got to me is by making me feel seen and heard. And I think my voice is one that I never want to get so above or so like in the weeds that people kind of are like, eh, I don't really relate to that. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But I've learned that like the more real you make it, the more relatable it is. Totally. Which feels counterintuitive because you're like, no, that's really only my specific story. But like. We're all going through the same stuff. That's right. It just, it might have like, there might be different names in the book, but like, that's kind of it. And people want to know that they're not alone going through a feeling. Oh, exactly. It's not the same situation, but the same feeling. And everybody, what happens when you're really like, you put a lot of um, detail into it is, is people insert their own details they're listening and they're hearing you know my hometown with a parade full of tractors and they're like oh my gosh in my hometown it's a four-wheeler parade Mm -hmm. like like but they're inserting their own vision into that moment you know yeah i love it okay so let's wrap up with wine country okay why do you love this song why is it going over so well what it's like it's people are loving it you're loving it tell me about it what does it mean to you it's a perfect segue from what i was just saying which is it's very selfishly my life. It's who I am. I, I feel like the song is something that really um, points to the fact that you don't have to be this or that. Because I am a girl from a small town in Kentucky. I am going fishing when I go home to see my dad for Father's Day. But I'm going to put a full face of makeup on and I'm probably going to take wine on the boat. Like that's, you know, I've traveled the world and I've definitely like found the things that excite me. And there's definitely bougie aspects to who I am. But you can be both. You don't have to give up your hometown to follow your dreams. You don't have to stop being who you were to be who you are. I think that you you can live in both lanes. And that's what I love about the song is it's fun. It's fun to drink to. It's fun to dance to. But like, if you really want to find some meat, there is some there, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Hannah. And just wine, obviously. And just <laughs> wine. An excuse to play vineyards as part of radio tour. Oh my God. That's Check brilliant. That box. Check that box. And she's brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I always wrap up with leave your light. Oh, I love that. So tell everyone where they can find you. And then what do you want people to know? It's very open-ended. Oh man. See, these are hard for me. Open-ended questions. Um, where you can find me is Hannah Gray Ellis on, and that's with an E, the correct spelling. Um, on TikTok, Instagram, Hannah Ellis music online. Um, man. And what, what was the question? What do you want people to know? It's just wide open. Oh man, it is. But first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think that you're not alone. I think mm. that's the number one thing I want people to know is that you're not alone. Even even when you feel like it, it's it's not true. Um, not only is, you know, Christ right there with you, but like we're there for you. Like people that have platforms like this, we, we've gone through so much of what you've gone through and you're not alone. Have you felt alone before? Absolutely. For like seasons? Yeah, I think, I think that it, when you it think can, back on when you felt most alone, when was that? Mm, I would say 
Man, I would say the transition from moving from college to here. Yeah. Because I mean, truly, like I knew people, like I knew people, but like you're on your own. I didn't have like best friends here yet. And that was new because when I went to college, a lot of my friends went to college too. Mm -hmm. So like that kind of went with me. So I would definitely say a time when I was like, whoa. You were taking a real leap of faith. Yeah. And like, I was like, I've got to create all new relationships down here and like a whole new life. And now it's like, I can't imagine any other life. But And it's kind of awesome because you get to like start at a new level, love. creating new friends that don't know you from your childhood. So you yeah. get to like start with who you've grown into. Yeah. And that was a huge thing for me. I remember really um, dwelling on that a lot my last semester of college and like kind of trying to prep my mind for like, you're about to go start a new journey and you can be whoever you want. You don't have to be anything that you were and you don't have to like subscribe to. So like, like do whatever that means to you be whoever that person is and like step into that and and I feel like that was like really cool because it's definitely the only time I've gotten to go oh this is like truly a clean slate no one from old life is coming with Uh uh-huh yeah it's empowering it's scary oh yeah it's lonely yeah but it's like freedom exactly and I always joke that I'm glad I got to do it post-college because like college gets to stay in Lexington we love college Hannah she is a good time (laughs) like glad that one's there glad that's there yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) I love that Hannah thank you so much wine country is awesome so fun you're amazing this is so great I know thank you for joining me absolutely I love the hat hey love the hat infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat eat all the leftover leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill 
And then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guest like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corin Tucker of Slater Kinney, and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.